Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Though a lot of people have gone vegan in recent years, finding vegan restaurants can still be a challenge depending where you live. In Southern California, you'll have no issue, but in more rural areas, good luck. More places may offer vegan options, but it still feels like those choices are just salads or plant-based burgers with not a whole lot in between. Some restaurants will toss a small bowl of lettuce at you and call it a day. Plus, if you're really uncomfortable eating a vegan dish in a kitchen where meat is cooked, then these places may not be right for you at all. Now, I'm not vegan myself, but I'm not opposed to vegan food either, and it's really not hard to see why anyone would want more options. Enter Loving Hut. We wanted to check out the vegetarian food options in Ho Chi Minh City, so we walked into this restaurant owned by a flamboyant woman who some may consider a cult leader. Welcome. A Vietnamese businesswoman, Ching Hai, created the restaurant chain in 2008, and since then, it's spread throughout the world. There are locations in the United States, the UK, Austria, France, Germany, Spain, Thailand, and Singapore. Plus, though Loving Hut serves only vegan food, the menu can vary depending on where you go, so to each one you visit, it could be a totally different experience. Where's me? Now I'm gonna try the secret mushroom. Very clean bite. More mushroom flavor. I know this is starting to sound like an advertisement and believe me, on the surface, you're not gonna find anything wrong with them. In fact, outwardly, they seem to do a lot of good. Their website says that every 100 meals they serve, they save 300,000 gallons of water, 1,600 pounds of grain, and about 10 whole animals. If you eat with them, you're a hero. It's good for the planet and your body. But for those of you that have unfortunately or fortunately seen my Yellow Deli episode, you may know where this is headed. And for those of you that don't, in that episode, the perfect cutesy little cafe turned out to be a bit of a front for a cult, shall we say. Loving Hut is in some ways the vegan version of that. So how did it all go so wrong? Does this well-intentioned vegan chain really have a dark side? Well, that's what we're gonna take a look at today on Dark Dives. Loving Hut is an international chain of vegan restaurants inspired by the Supreme Master Ching Hai. An international best-selling writer, spiritual teacher, artist, humanitarian, and successful entrepreneur. Let's start by talking about the beliefs behind Loving Hut. According to DW, Ching Hai claims to be far more than a businesswoman, but the next master, as in the next Jesus, Buddha, or Muhammad. She says she has direct conversations with God and goes by the Supreme Master to her followers, which are estimated between half a million to two million followers. In the United States, she also goes by the name Celestia de Lamour and quote, inspires feverish adoration like a kind of deity come rock star. Of course, being an idol in the vegan community doesn't make someone a cult leader, but claiming to be the next Jesus, speaking to God and having millions of followers could be a bit cultish. 
I don't see how anyone can look at this and go, oh, it's just a restaurant when she herself clearly sees it as a way to spread her messaging. Sure, some patrons may come in just to have a bite to eat without a second thought, but the more you eat there and the more you become familiar with Ching and her teachings, the more you might notice some strange signs of this being more than just a place to get some delicious dumplings. Informative news for an extraordinary world. Supreme Master Television brings you relevant news from around our beautiful planet 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our programs can be viewed online at suprememastertv.com. In some restaurants, you might see a television with scenes of nature and affirmations scrolling below. But this isn't any television channel, but Supreme Master Television, a channel owned by Ching herself that broadcasts in these restaurants. I scrolled through one of the live broadcasts, and while the station may look like a typical news station on occasion, at other times there might be a scene of the earth with the message, quote, Please join Supreme Master Ching Hai to pray for World Vegan Now in order to rescue our world and for lasting peace. I'm sure it comes as no surprise that I think this is intentional. In one moment, the station shows bloody scenes from the Russian-Ukrainian war and even goes so far to tell you that a barbecue in hell is awaiting you. Then directly after that, they tell you to repent, to save the world, and to go vegan. You know, implying that if you're not vegan, you're going straight to hell. And first of all, just what? Just there's a lot of confusion with that. Like, I thought they were about peace. So why the aggressive there's a barbecue waiting for you messaging? It seems a bit intense, but okay. Then secondly, there's this eerie kind of scare tactic to put on the screen. Like, seriously, if you want to see how odd this channel is, go to Supreme Master Television and watch about 10 minutes of it at probably any point in time. Chances are you're going to see strange AI-looking newscasters telling you about natural disasters, a talking rodent in a beautiful field, obscure news sources going over collapsing buildings, or B-roll of nature documentary-style footage. And I swear to you, all of these things, like when I saw all of this when I was watching, feel free to scroll around to see what new shenanigans you might find yourself, and after you do, come back here and comment and let me know, because I'm curious if it's just as ridiculous as what I saw. But anyway... While I may not have any idea how many converts this would actually bring in, it definitely shows that this is no typical normal restaurant. Another red flag is the fact that the Cult Education Institute has already spoken out against them. Does more need to be said? Well, yes, obviously. If you've got one of the leading educational groups about cults covering your organization, there's probably something not okay going on. CEI said that Ching also has a clothing and merch line with SM for Supreme Master, monogrammed wear, as well as paintings and vegan fur couture. Ching truly is more than a restaurant owner and a spiritual leader. She's found a way to monetize herself and her ideals, creating a loyal following along the way. You know, kind of like something a cult leader does. She also claims to have been chosen to lead the world, traveling far and wide to spread the message of being vegan and making peace. Oh, and potentially just starving yourself too. Eating or not taking, consuming any food anymore, it is something quite different. Uh, it is finding balance with food and finding balance in every moment, every day with your real need of food. So um, we as humanity are coming from a, a strong history linked to food. The Cult Education uh, Institute says that in addition to love and inner awakening, Ching also preaches about another subject, breatharianism. And if you're unaware of what that is, no worries, because we're gonna talk about it. In essence, it's the practice of surviving on air while eating and drinking very little. One of the world's most famous breatharians says he only needs one meal a week, water and sunlight, and he's just fine. 
While I guess I'm happy Nicholas found what works for him, I don't think it needs saying as to why this is terrible for most people. Um, you're not a plant, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Now, dehydration is also a major risk and tragically and expectedly, people have died from this because you know, our body does need nutrients to survive. I seriously don't care if Nicholas wants to live this way, that's totally up to him, but perhaps don't preach it to others when it's proven to be dangerous. Nicholas says that, oh, if you're overweight or sick, you shouldn't try this technique and it's not the technique's fault, but like my dude, even if someone healthy went down to eating one meal a week, it'd be pretty risky at minimum. GQ wrote an article about breatharians not all that long ago and explained this modern philosophy and how it's existed since the 1970s. Apparently the people that follow it truly believe they're surviving on the universe's energy, not food. And if you go to a retreat to try and understand it, then you too will be required to fast. As in right away, you have to survive on the universe, eat and drink nothing for three days, and then you get juice for four days. And no, there's no doctor on site either. Last I checked, humans can only live without water for about three days. And it's not like depriving yourself of a life-giving resource for that long can't have any consequences either. Breatharians that suggest this are literally pushing these people to the edge, to the point of near death and calling it an initiation. No, thank you. I do not want to be part of a group that nearly kills me to see if I can be more spiritual. Like, yeah, I'm sure that'll make someone more in touch with their spiritual side, especially if they become a spirit themselves, you know? I'm sure that different breatharians have different philosophies, but the big one is eating as little food as possible, regardless of the risk involved. And honestly, I get that Ching is a breatharian, but I struggle to reconcile that with Loving Hut. How can you own the biggest restaurant chain ever in the whole world in the existence of ever, but also promote the idea that only the sun can feed you? Like, which one is it? Does the sun feed you or should we all eat the plants? I don't know which one. This is like real question. Or perhaps maybe it's a mixture of both. Eat plants a couple times a week at Loving Hut and then the rest of the time let the sun feed you. I don't get it, but I assume this is kind of her hypothesis and where she's going. Now, there are a few other beliefs promoted by the Supreme Master that seem kind of concerning. Daily meditation, eating vegan food, that's not the concerning part. But what about the promises she makes? Well, there's no getting around how cultish it sounds. If you follow her, and I quote, you will live great in one lifetime, one life liberation. You follow everything else, all the precepts and meditation, everything. Then Master promise you, she'll take you back home this one lifetime. Home, by the way, as in heaven. She has the power to take you there, supposedly. Now, truthfully, there's no amount of delicious food that would make me want to follow someone who makes promises of taking me to heaven if I meditate. I'm sorry, I just, I just do not subscribe to this in the slightest. I know it's not that simple, falling into a cult and all, but her values and promises are eerie from the outside looking in. The people that do end up following her, agreeing that sentient beings should never be killed and following veganism and meditating are often looking for that spiritual peace that she claims to offer. Many of them are young and depressed when they see or hear about Ching for the first time too. One of her followers, Luong, spoke to the San Francisco Examiner and explained, quote, "'When I was young, I always feel depressed. You feel like you're lost. You don't belong here or something is missing. One day, my mom had a friend that would play Ching Hai's videotape. I happen to watch it and I go, wow, this is what I'm looking for. Ching Hai fits all the criteria of so many cult leaders. She's preying upon vulnerable people, promising them something she ultimately can't deliver, all while acting under the guise of a knowledgeable spiritual being. 
Personally, I think that if you are a good person and you want to spread peace, then you would also want to be transparent, perhaps honest. And unfortunately, she seems to be anything but. In the name of all those who do the work, pay the taxes, raise the kids, and play the rules. In the name of the hardworking Americans who make up our forgotten middle class, I proudly accept your nomination for president. Qinghai may be about peace, but she's also about financial fraud, allegedly. Back in 1997, Time reported that Ching had donated about $600,000 to Bill Clinton. He returned it as the money only added to his, quote, Asian money scandal, which I had to learn about that because I didn't know that was a thing. Essentially, a while back, a Chinese millionaire was a secret source of foreign money to the Clinton presidency. Ng Lap Seng brought in millions of dollars in cash by private jet, falsely claiming it was for art or gambling. The controversy later became known as Chinagate. So although Ching Hai is from Vietnam and not China, Bill Clinton was trying to salvage his image by returning the money. The Washington Post referred to this donation as an episode meant to embarrass the president and said that sect literature said followers should leave their spouses if they wouldn't join. They are painted as a cult, no doubt about it, even if there's not much information about them. But that's not all the money that was suspect though. She also transferred $2 million out of the country, which the Taiwan government called alleged fundraising improprieties. She did donate to worthy causes, such as natural disasters like floods and to survivors of the Oklahoma City bombing though. Time quoted her as saying, "'Before we enter the spiritual world, "'we are in the mundane world. "'If the Buddha isn't a helpful Buddha, "'he is a boring Buddha. "'He is a useless Buddha.'" And I don't totally disagree with her there, but it's really hard to believe that she uses her money for good when there are so many questionable actions going on here. She created a headquarters without a license, claimed to receive orders directly from God, ordered her followers not to speak to outsiders like investigators, and said the Clinton money was nothing to her, a meager amount she had forgotten about. God, I wish I could just forget about like $600,000 or whatever, like, geez. In Florida, she was also investigated for illegally installing an artificial compound, which police believed was built by followers to please her. Apparently, it was at the end of a wooden boardwalk in protected coastline with a glass building at the end. Though Celestia de Lamour had bought the adjacent plot of land, authorities soon learned that was Ching Hai's alternative name. I've got no idea if she ordered the structure to be built or what, but that's a new one at least. Seriously, she's got a ton of power, more than, I don't know, than, than what you initially see looking in. The fact that she has any ties to a president whatsoever sends up huge red flags for me. Looking into her background, it seems like she did have some pretty humble beginnings. She was raised as a Catholic in Vietnam, studied in England, became an interpreter for the Red Cross, married a German doctor, but divorced him, and then went to pursue enlightenment and became a Buddhist nun. Nothing stands out as horribly alarming, but then again, I guess that just goes to show that anyone can become a cult leader if they're convincing enough, if they find the right people to believe in them. And that's exactly what she did. She tried to buy a sacred Hindu work. She told the shopkeepers she saw one in their shop and they said there were none in stock, but then they discovered it in a sealed box and she said she had a third eye. After that, everything changed. She became a spiritual leader pretty suddenly because she allegedly knew that a shop had a book that they thought they didn't in 1982. Strangely though, this isn't the story you'll find on her meditation site today, God's Direct Contact. Today, it just reads that she traveled for years and found a Himalayan master who initiated her into the Hyanyin method and gave her divine transmission. Then when traveling and meditating, followers found her and said that a goddess sent them to her. 
I'm not sure which story is true here or if maybe neither of them are, but they definitely do not explain why she donated to a president and implied that anyone who doesn't go vegan was going to hell. No matter where you look, this supreme master is anything but transparent. There's even a blog in Ireland dedicated to cults there that mentions her directly. However, is she really that bad? Let's stop for a moment. Other than that really weird and alarming video, plus the donation, she hasn't been all that controversial. She hasn't harmed anyone. She hasn't called for violence or self-harm as far as I'm aware, and she generally preaches peace. While she may be one of the least dangerous cult-like leaders I've ever spoken about, it's almost impossible to see her as anything other than that. At best, she's eccentric, but at worst, she's seriously delusional with too much influence for her own good. But there's of course more to the story here, even if the rest of it falls into even murkier waters. And before we go to continue unraveling the loving hut secrecy and cult-like shenanigans going on, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. During the prime spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and to keep you on track for reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Factor has a variety of delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu every single week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus and everything in between. It's all prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, and each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to a vegan or veggie meal too. But I'm telling you, the vegan and veggie meals are just fine the way they are. They have this newer item that's been popping up recently, at least like newer for me in my app called the Peanut Buddha Bowl. And it's absolutely delicious. I've been loving it. I've had it like twice so far, but I've also really been a fan of the roasted tomato and feta. I think it's called cavatappe. It's, it's just pasta, but it's with like broccoli and red peppers. It's absolutely delightful. And of course there's many chickpea options too. And y'all know how I feel about chickpeas. So it's a win. So this may get factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. They're ready in like two to three minutes. No prep, no mess. So head on over to factormeals.com slash darkdives40 and use code darkdives40 to get 40% off your first box. Again, that's code darkdives40 at factormeals.com slash darkdives40 to get 40% off your first box. Now, I wanna make it clear that for the rest of this episode, it's either alleged or not necessarily Ching herself's fault. Now, there is more to Loving Hut than just her, absolutely, but there's not as much information about what's to come. Now, for example, one article I found from Medium talks about where a journalist dug into the forums on Loving Hut. They talked about the strange Glass Island and the random donation to Bill Clinton, but there's another allegation that's rarely discussed and also unfortunately lacking in evidence. Supposedly, people say that someone died at one of Ching's dojo events in 2019, and the people at the ceremony called for Ching before calling an ambulance. If true, this would show how much her followers believe in her and prove that it's gotten to quite a bit of an unhealthy level. But is it true? The author of this article admits that they have not been able to verify these stories, and unfortunately, I also have not been able to verify or disprove the story either. In the forums, people claim to be former Loving Hut members, and they said that they gave up everything, including their homes, to their Supreme Master. But once they had, they were left penniless and divorced, not exactly peaceful or enlightened. Another theory is that Ching had been charged with fraud and tax evasion, suspiciously right before a fire burned down in her main dojo in Taiwan. 
After the fire, she moved, but was it really a move or just packing up shop to flee? It's impossible to say. And unless people begin stepping forward with more definitive evidence, I don't think we'll have an answer. I wish that she would address these allegations, but if they really are just mere fabrications, then I can also understand her desire to not give attention to them. That's perfectly valid. But aside from this, there are other issues with Loving Hut that Ching may not be aware of, the filth. I might be making an assumption here, but it seems that some of Ching's followers purely get into this restaurant business to make her happy. They're trying to spread her message, save the world and bring more people to veganism. This means that all these restaurateurs may not exactly be cut out for the role and it does kind of show. Are you the manager? Yes. Can we talk to you? As quickly as we walked into this popular vegan restaurant, we were ushered out. As you can see, just at a quick glance, look at all the violations they documented. The manager on duty who would not give Years us back, name, one episode of ABC's Dirty Dining showcased one of the Loving Hut restaurants that was deep in denial and roaches. According to ABC, the Loving Hut in Tampa, Florida had a roach infestation and was forced to shut down. While the manager on duty said they treated the place right away, she denied the other 119 other violations the restaurant racked up, including a lack of hand washing, proper food storage, leaking plumbing, and things of that nature. I guess the Supreme Master really wants veganism to spread, but isn't so concerned about the Ebola, perhaps. They're not the only ones, though. Another loving hut in Tallahassee received numerous warnings about failing to wash hands, insects in the flour, toilets not functioning properly, food stored improperly, food not being properly date marked, debris and soil buildup, and the dishwasher not working properly, just to name a few violations. Another in Sandy Springs also failed an inspection, having to be re-evaluated after getting just a 64, thanks to quote, multiple potentially hazardous food products not date marked whatsoever, these foods were held past 24 hours. There was also a soiled microwave and pots of rice stored on top of one another. We can continue on this trend into Virginia where soap repeatedly was not provided and raw chicken was stored in an unhealthy matter. And yes, you did hear that correctly. I did say chicken, raw chicken at the Loving Hut. I had to double check the address to ensure that this was not another restaurant named Loving Hut and is in fact the chain we're talking about, and it is. So I guess even in a vegan restaurant, you may find raw meat held in a way that could cause cross-contamination. And I'm not gonna lie, if I were a vegan learning about this after eating there, I'd be pretty fucking furious. And that's probably worse than the unsanitized utensils and dirty floors, even if both are pretty disgusting. But of course, why stop there? You've also got no vomit or diarrhea procedures for a loving hut in Georgia, food not maintained at a safe temperature, poor date marking, again, and food without labels. Because hey, who cares about allergies? I'm sure the point has been made pretty clear by now, and I know that restaurants may need an additional inspection from time to time. But to find so many loving huts with such abysmal procedures, it does lead me to believe that followers so devoted to Ching are making them without much knowledge of the food industry itself. If the food is delicious and you don't mind the television program playing on repeat, then by all means, continue to eat there. I don't think it's guaranteed to give you a stomach ache, even if I'd probably double check to see if they had any recent health code violations. Truly, I don't believe Ching is nearly as evil as most of the other supposed cult leaders that we've discussed. Granted, we have talked about the likes of the Manson family and Nexium, so the bar is set pretty high in terms of bad. But at the very least, she has not inspired violence yet. Gross food practices and unsettling messaging? Absolutely though. Even so, I don't trust someone who says they can speak directly to God and calls themselves the next Jesus or Buddha. So go and be vegan if that's what brings you joy or fulfillment in your life. 
but don't really tell me there's a barbecue in hell. I, I'm, I'm good. Though I guess the carnivores among us might just laugh and say they prefer that to a vegan paradise anyway. But with all of that being said, that's where we're gonna be ending today's episode of Dark Dives. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. As always, thank you so much for spending some of your time here with me today. I know there's a million and a half things you could be doing and I'm grateful you spent some here with me. As always, thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.